Hey, thanks for joining us on Quick Truth, where we sit down with Pastor James, ask a question, and hear an answer in 10 minutes or less. Well, hey, welcome back to Quick Truth. My name is Shane. I'm sitting here with Pastor James. Uh, man, this week's question is a little heavy, um, but I think it's one that people have probably been asking for a very, very long time. Um, and so jumping into this week's question, how could a loving God send people to hell? Yeah, I would say at some point in time, well, maybe not everybody, but I think we've all wrestled with this question. And maybe yeah. even as you're watching, we, we ask this question, because I think we... we and this is whether in the church, outside of the church, you know, you see Scripture says that um, God is a God of love. But then you also hear messages of that, you know, if you don't believe in Christ, you'll go to hell. And so how do, how do we reconcile, I think, these two things? And so, look, there could be a lot said on this topic. There's been books been written on it. And so since it's quick truth, um, I'll just say this. If you have any questions, reach out to us on social media because yeah. um, there's no way we can cover everything. Um, but I want to do this first before I get into some points of this. I want to probably state up front, I think there's two problems or two biases that we have when we come to this question of yeah. why, maybe why we ask this question is one is I think we have a problem with authority. Mm. And so I think with this whole question is is just in general, we I mean, even just now looking everything going in our world, that we just have an issue with someone telling us what to do. Um, we have an issue with that. That's a problem that I think a lot of us face. It doesn't matter where we are. Um, and the thought that I'm not in control, that God basically can do whatever he wants and he can send people to heaven or to hell, I think for some people it just doesn't sit well with, mm. of like, how does he have the authority to do that? You know, how, how can he be able to do that? But I think from a biblical worldview, we see, you know, the whole idea of creation. God created literally everything you see, everything you breathe, everything that we know that we see in our body, everything exists because of God. And so it, it would almost be like this. I was seeing this example. Um, I, I can't remember, maybe it was uh, Paul Tripp had this example of like, if you were a painter and you had this canvas, like, I can't go up to you and be like, hey, Shane, um, I want you to paint your canvas this way. Mm. That's your canvas. You, that's yours. I mean, you you made it. Yeah. You made that painting. So so you have authority over it. Same thing with God. God has authority. Um, but I still think that's a still didn't sit well with us. So I think that's one mm. problem or bias that I think we bring to the table with this question. Another thing that I think is a problem or bias is uh, human goodness, is that we believe that people are just in, innately good. Mm. Um, and so I think when we think about that question of, like, why would a loving God send people to hell, I think we have a very, very high view of self, is that we, you know, maybe like, let's say a guy like Hitler or somebody, you'd be like, okay, of course that dude deserves hell of the horrific things that he did but I think we give ourselves the benefit of doubt of like yeah but I'm a decent person mm. I think most people would say I'm a, I'm a decent person I mean you know but I think even in that we we assume way too much about us as humans yeah. um and not in the way scripture paints it very clearly is that none of us are good we all have evil desires we all and I think all of us whether you're Christian or not can see very clearly a lot I mean really at the end of the day a lot of us just care about numero uno you know yeah. I just care about myself like I, I, like I, I and many of us are driven by selfish desires, even things that seem good or Christian or hospitable or philanthropy or whatever is a lot of times still driven by this selfish desire. And yeah. so the Bible states very clearly, like none of us are, none of us have a claim to goodness. Only God has that claim. And so I think we need to understand when we come to this question, those are really two 
two things that we bring to the table with yeah. this. So with that, I want to kind of just give three things that I think would help us kind of understand this question, why would a loving God send people to hell? One is is because of God's character. Um, this is out of Exodus. This is a, a, probably a very monumental passage in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7, where really uh, Moses, he passed before Moses and reveals his character. I'll just read it. It says this, and he talking about God passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, uh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. But then it says this, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. So that's very clear. It states this. God's a God of love. God's a God of grace. God is a God that forgives. God is not slow to anger. So thankfully, we serve yeah. a God that is that way. But also, he makes a statement, but yet he doesn't leave the guilty unpunished. And because of all of these things, because I think we always have to remember that God is a God of love, but he's also a God that is holy. Yeah. He's a God that's righteous. And he can't just overlook sin. He can't... And... and, and I think we all we all get that at some level. I mean, we we, we want to give ourselves grace, and, and we want, I mean, even in our world, when we see injustice happen, we want to cry out for justice. When we see things that are wrong, we want to make them right. Um, this, if we're that way, God is infinitely more that way, mm-hmm. that when things are wrong, they have to be made right. And very clearly, he makes a statement, God is a God of love. He is faithful. He is forgiving. But he can't just look over sin. That's right. He, he, he can't just pass over it. So I think that's one of the things we need to understand. The motive behind God is that this is God's character. God cannot deny his character. And God is a God of love, but he's also a God that's holy and righteous and has standards. Yeah. Number two is I think God's desire. So um, I think this is important for us to understand because I think sometimes we maybe have this idea that God is just like excited and just ready to send people to hell. Mm. Um, I want to read this. this is out of Second Peter chapter three verse nine, and this is actually talking about the judgment of God. And it says this: The Lord is not slow in keeping His promises, as some some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you. And then He says this: Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And so this states very clearly what God's desire is. God does doesn't want anyone to perish. God does want, want, want God desires that people would turn to repentance. We know that all people will not do that. But we see that even God's desire, God is not this God that's up there that's just, you know, like, please, please, you know, I can't wait, you know. But it says his desire is that people would reach repentance, they would turn from their sinfulness, turn to him, uh, that they wouldn't perish. So I think that's good to understand with this question of seeing God's desire. Last one, and this is the good news in this question, is number three is God's provision. Um, Because of God, because he's holy, because he's righteous, he can't overlook our sin, meaning he he has to... we have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. of our own sinfulness, of our own actions. The good thing is that God's provided a way out of that. And so I want to read this. this is out of John, uh, probably a familiar verse, John three sixteen through 18. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So here's what I love about this is, you know, I think people, you know, hear the question, man, I, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe in a God that's, that says he stands for love but yet would send someone to hell. But yet God very clearly, this is why Jesus came. He provided for us a way 
I deserve I deserve hell, I deserve wrath, I deserve the punishment of God because of my sinfulness, my wickedness, my selfishness. And yet God in His grace provided a way, and Jesus willingly took the wrath of God that I deserve on the cross. When we see the cross, we see the love of God, but we also see the wrath of God. Yeah. God's pouring His wrath out on Jesus. Jesus is willingly subjects Himself to the wrath of God to, to receive the punishment so that you and I don't have to live that way. So I would say for anyone that we have a problem with this is like, but yet God has provided for us a way. Yeah. He's provided Jesus. God didn't want anyone to perish. God didn't send his world, His Son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world, to yeah. save us. And so I think that's helpful to understand through this question. It's a heavy question, and I think people have asked it. People will continue to ask it. Um, but I think we need to understand our biases in that question and to understand, I think, the character of the God, God's desire, but to see God's provision, that he's provided a way for us not to go to hell, not to be eternally separated from Him, not to, not to experience the judgment and wrath of God, but to experience the grace of God. Yeah. And it's only found very clearly in Scripture. Mm. It's only found in Jesus. Jesus is our way, um, belief and faith and hope and trust in Christ. So hopefully that's helpful um, just to think through this question. And like I said, if there is any other, you say, well, you didn't answer this or there's something else. Mm more than welcome to reach out to us on social media. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you for sitting down and and really walking through a very difficult question. Um, And thank you uh, for listening and checking out another episode of Quick Truth.